0: Welcome to Homeschool Insights, the show that brings you biblical homeschool encouragement in under 10 minutes. I'm your host, Yvette Hampton. Homeschool Insights is sponsored by CTC Math. If you're looking for a great online math program, visit ctcmath.com and try it for free. Now on to the show. I know as parents, we sometimes make decisions that we think are The best at the time, and then we look back and we're like, maybe that wasn't the best decision to make. I we already have a couple of those in our home where I'm like, man, I wish that we had chosen differently. Nothing that has been life shattering, praise God, but things that still I wish, I wish that I had someone else who had maybe been there to guide me a little bit in a different direction in my parenting, and it would have prevented me maybe from making some of the decisions that I've made. So. Um, let's just jump into these. Let's talk about you know these decisions that you've made and how you and Rachel were very intentional in your parenting with your kids.
1: Uh, yes. Yeah, so uh, you talked about some of the good and bad decisions uh, that you've made. We've all been there. Uh, this presentation came about by somebody who was uh, earlier on in their parenting coming to Rachel and I as a couple that was further down the path and say, and asking us a question. They asked us, what were the top one, two, or three decisions you you made in your parenting life? And we had some pretty quick answers to that. And then I stepped away, and in the days that followed, I started thinking about, oh, wow, there there was a couple other good decisions that I think we made. We talked to our young adult kids and asked them what they thought were some of the good decisions we made. That added to the list, and that's how this list of 10 came to be. So, uh, But it started... Uh, I think a good way to start this is to ask, what is the hardest part about parenting? Mm -hmm. And the answer for Rachel and I is very easy. And that is, your kids are free agents. (laughs) Um, What I mean by that is they have a free will that God has said, I want you to love me, but I'm not gonna force you to love me. I'm not gonna make you a puppet. Similar with our kids, we can do the best job possible, but there is no formula. So as we go through this list, I don't want anybody to hear if I do these 10 steps or three of these 10 that I'm home free. Your kids will still make their decisions to follow God, to reject God, to love and honor you as parents or to reject your wisdom. So uh, keep that in mind as we go, th- go through this. Uh, again, it's not a formula. Parenting is hard work, but here's the deal as we get into the first one.
0: Sounds good. Let's do it. It's
1: it's serious business. Um, Your kids are going to leave in the blink of an eye. Uh, I like to say the days are long, but the years are short. And so take this seriously, be intentional. Don't be a whatever parent that just throws in the towel and gives up. So as we go through this list, uh, we're going to go through them roughly in the order that you'll face them as parents. Uh, so somewhat of a chronological order, if that makes sense, it'll make more sense when we get to the, uh, and when you see the whole list. So the first item, the first hot button issue to be intentional about as a parent is church devotions and family worship. So as a couple, uh, with kids, you need to decide, are we going to go to church? Which one? And you need to be united in that effort. Uh, you know, if, if you came from two different denominations, uh, or maybe two different branches of Christianity, or maybe one of you was a Christian and one of you wasn't when you got married, this is a decision to be intentional about and say, okay, we're going to go to this church, we're going to go these times, and we're going to be serious about our church attendance, the devotions uh, we do with our kids, or what I like to call family worship. And that is the best decision Rachel and I ever made on this topic. And with each of these 10, I'll share a specific best decision. And so Rachel and I grew up in Christian homes. Our parents tried to do a family devotion maybe once in a while, but we would neither of us would say we grew up in a family that did regular family devotions or family worship. And even though we missed plenty of times as a family, uh, I liken it to brushing teeth. I didn't actually brush my kids' teeth every night, but you know what? They grew up in a family that brushed teeth, and yeah. they would they would say that. And similarly with family worship, they would all say that they have memories of us regularly uh, getting up at different times. So sometimes uh, through the seasons of life, we did it before I left for work. Sometimes we did, uh, did family worship at the end of the day, but we had a regular routine where we read scripture, we sang songs, and specifically got on our knees as a family to pray. And that was one of the most moving parts for Rachel and I, is to not only hear these sweet little voices of young kids sing songs to God, but when we would get down on our knees and we would pray as a family, the bonding that happened, the priority of God in our family life, and... Our kids seeing that, man, mom and dad are serious about this. They must really love this God. I want to know who he is. And that introduced our kids in many ways to this big, loving, awesome, glorious God.
0: Yeah. Amen. I love family worship time. We do that every day as a family. I love that I have a husband who is so intentional about doing that. We've done it since our kids were itty-bitty. And and it doesn't have to take a lot of time. It doesn't have to be an hour-long sermon it's as simple as opening up God's word. You know, we as a family, we read through the Bible um, book by book, chapter by chapter, verse by verse. And um, Garrett exposits it for us when necessary. And it's just so great to worship together and then we pray together as a family. And it, there's nothing more powerful than being able to do that. And we have the privilege and the freedom to do that with our kids. And so praise God for that. Um, yeah. Family Amen. worship time. Tell me really quickly um, when you, when you did that, as you worked through reading the Bible, did you guys, would you study a specific book? Um, we, we also do a lot of scripture memory as a family during that time as well. Did you guys do scripture memory? Did How did you do other than, you know, reading your Bible and praying on your knees and worship?
1: Right. Did um, you yes, have a
0: specific script, thing that you scripture did?
1: Scripture memory is it will be the second uh, point that okay. we'll go through. But uh, during our family worship time, we had a variety of things. There were times we just read a psalm and a proverb, sang some songs, said a prayer. There were times that we actually went through a book. There were a couple yeah. uh, catechism books that we went through with the kids. Uh, I remember when I read the book by Randy Alcorn called titled Heaven. That was an amazing book. And then when he came out with Heaven for Kids. We read that book with the kids, and there were questions to ask along the way, uh, and and then there were times when we read a, and kind of studied a specific book, like the Book of James, uh, the Book of Genesis, uh, the books that have some narrative or some clear doctrine and teaching, and we'd uh, you know just we, we wouldn't take forever to get through them, but we'd we'd go through them in a way that was somewhat organized. But most of the time, uh, Proverbs and Psalms were a regular part and that's an easy one to go to. Um, There's 31 Proverbs. So if you're on the 15th of the month, read Proverbs 15. Right, Uh, And it's a great way to go through Proverbs each month.
0: Thanks for joining us for Homeschool Insights. For more great homeschool inspiration and resources, listen to the Schoolhouse Rocked podcast every Monday, Wednesday, and Thursday. And be sure to watch the film Schoolhouse Rocked, The Homeschool Revolution.